and this is as real as it gets. The number you have reached, 911, has been changed to a non-published number. You're listening to UCW Radio. In your face. Welcome to the UCW Radio Show. I'm your host, Lou Velasquez, and we had another exciting week last week. And this week is lining up uh, to be great as well. It's all about gold. All about the yellow metal. Uh, precious metals keep running up as fear blankets the world. Countries like uh, China, India, and Dubai, they're all willing buyers. And even some Middle Eastern countries, and this is interesting, what they're beginning to do is issue, issue gold coins as part of their currency. So it's kind of taking the gold out of circulation so it's not sitting in vaults or in bonded warehouses or in banks and things of that nature. So it's actually out. And uh, they're, they're, it, it, I guess it becomes more of a generally accepted um, you know, currency because way back when you had silver coins, sil silver, and you also had gold and other metals. So, uh, yeah, it's getting interesting. So the demand for gold may just continue to increase. At least that is according to Rosanna Wozniak of the World Gold Council. Uh, they say that they see the demand increasing uh as uh, the months go by. And you, just before you start getting too excited while you're looking at those gold chains and rings and such that you have in your jewelry box, uh, the price of gold is per ounce, per ounce of pure gold, 24 karat. The price you see on TV, it's for spot gold, so that's what it's for. And, and the, the 24 karat, 99.9% .9 pure gold, not the 14 karat uh, gold rings that, or jewelry that you may have uh, lying around. But there is value. Just uh, if you, you are going to sell stuff like that, go to a reputable jeweler to do that. And uh, platinum has moved up slightly, while silver is actually edging up closer to the uh, $20 range. So it is getting very interesting. Uh, now moving forward. We're dead into the holiday shopping season. Uh, yeah, Christmas is right around the corner, and Santa's coming. Now, uh, although we're still in this financial crisis, consumers still find a way to boost up their discretionary spending. Uh, now, how's it happening? How does it work? I don't know. I can't even begin to, to tell you. But with the U.S. government bailing out the banks, bailing out homeowners, and from what I'm understanding now, and, and this is amazing, that if you're a homeowner and you can't afford your home, or you couldn't afford it in the beginning, and they were going to refinance you, and you can't afford the terms, guess what? The U.S. government just may be your landlord, and they may rent you back your home. So the big question is, when does all the coddling stop? When? Who knows? Uh, I'm looking forward, one thing I am looking forward to is for entrepreneurs to begin flourishing again in the United States, bringing manufacturing back to the U.S. in all aspects. So let's see what the future actually holds. But if I had to bet, and well, you know what, I guess I am betting. <laughs> uh, I bet on the United States right now. But in, but in its raw form, and go back to basics, as opposed to uh, you know trying to find the, the next hot internet stocks and things of that nature. Uh, back to basics, and get get involved in the economy. Become an entrepreneur. Get out there. Build. That's what this country is built on. And uh, hey, we're all a part of it. Uh, on the show today, we have Karen Lincoln. She's a former actress and model, uh, turned into a talent agency owner. Uh, which is flourishing in Denver, Colorado, by the way. And if you want your kid to actually make it in Hollywood, uh, this is a great place to get the exposure through her agency. And uh, we're going to bring her on in a second, but before we bring her on the line, I need to go over a few things just so that uh, I can update you on what's going on. Uh, here's what's going on. Uh, Mr. Christopher Gambino. He's the author of uh, a, a pretty interesting book that I think that a lot of um, a lot of avid uh, book readers would find interesting. It's my only son, and uh, you can find it in bookstores, Amazon.com, all that jazz. But anyway, Christopher Gambino, David Lines, and myself, we are presenting 
the Ultimate Body Reality Show auditions in Miami, Florida. And they'll be held at a great hotel, the Newport Beachside Hotel and Resort in Sunny Isles, Florida. And this happens on December 12th and 13th, 2009. And this is going to be big. I can't even express to you how big this is going to be, but it is going to be big. And I'm, I am going to be speaking about this a lot so you'll get further information because this is, a, and every day there's something new going on. Uh, this is what's going on that day, just to give you a heads up. Of course, we have the auditions. That's the whole purpose. But House Guest Hopefuls will be join, joining us uh, from all over the world. They'll be coming from all over the world uh, to go and audition. We have an after party to die for that will be uh, taking place at Kitchen 305. There'll be celebrities there, live music, the media, much, much more. A lot of stuff going on. And, uh, hey, you come down. Uh, to, to the auditions. It's not just about coming out to the auditions. Obviously, you're going to come out and do that, but you also, you'll also be a part of the, uh, festivities, meet and greet, uh, at the, uh, at the after party. It'll be, uh, pretty cool. Uh, we have, uh, live music, uh, live performances. Uh, we have sponsors such as the Newport Beachside Hotel and Resort. And I can't stress this enough. This is the best beach vacation place in all of Miami. Hands down. Uh, you have Top Fitness Club Chain, Anytime Fitness. You have the bodybuilding website, the biggest bodybuilding website on the planet, bodybuilding.com. You have Celebrity Boxing, which is coming to you on February 3rd, right before the Super Bowl, right in Miami, Florida. You have Cage Fighting, Fighting Extreme out of Massachusetts. You have Powerhouse Gym out of Bayside, New York. And you have many others that I will mention as the days go forward. We're getting a lot of different sponsors coming in with a lot of different things. And I can't stress it enough that you, if you're coming down as a house guest hopeful, you're going to have your audition and you're going to have a good time. Oh, and you know, I can't even forget to, to mention this. I, I personally, the UCW radio show, I will be filming the TV version of the UCW radio show that day. So you have a chance to be on the show. How do you like that? So those coming, as I said, uh, coming to the audition, they're invited to the after party. You'll meet and greet, take pictures with dozens of beautiful women coming down from playful chick parties. The, these girls are coming from Canada, from the United States, from all over the place. And, uh, well, let me just say that if you ever wanted to be surrounded by a whole bunch of beautiful women, <laughs> you can have your opportunity and take pictures to boot, and you can show your friends that, hey, this was you. And uh, we're going to have a lot of celebrities there, too, that may be in attendance. And, again, at the very least, it's an event not to be missed. And on that note, we want to hear from our listeners. So if you are on Twitter, you can tweet over your comments or questions for our guests. Uh, they, you can go on the UCW uh, radio website, that's ucwmagazine.com, find out who's going to be on the show. My Twitter name is Luis Velasquez, that's L-O-U-I-S-V-E-L-A-Z-Q-U-E-Z. -E -E Follow me and tweet away. Now, without further ado, let's bring on Denver's own Karen Lincoln, as she's just been waiting all on hold, and she's patient. But anyway, here is Karen Lincoln. <laughs> Uh, Karen, welcome to the UCW Radio Show. It's great to have you on the show today. Thanks, Louis. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, Karen, what I like to do is give our listeners some broad strokes on you so they can get a little little more familiar with you and who you are. Uh, you are the owner of Marble's Talent Agency in uh, Denver, Colorado. Uh, but yeah. during your time, you were also an actress uh, and a model. And above all, you're a proud mama. Now, what I like to do, just because I want our listeners to, to really embrace you and adhere to who you are, I want to start at the beginning. So can we kind of go back to when you got into acting and everything? How did all that come about? In high school, I actually was asked to tape for a movie called Risky Business. Risky Business? It was one of the young teenagers. It was probably my first real type of movie thing, but I was you know, into the theater and doing shows at school as well as the dinner theater. Well, risky Business so, with Tom Cruise? Yeah. I'll check you out. All right. 
Well, I didn't make it, but it was my first real taping, you know, for a movie. Okay. So uh, then that kind of led into uh, work in college. I was asked to model for Stock Car Magazine. I had a real athletic body, uh, which is what they liked. And that led to some other opportunities. Uh, And the thing that probably put me in a different league was when I went to audition for a TV series that was uh, going on in Northwest called Northern Exposure. And they needed these doctors in bikinis for Fleischman's dream sequence. Uh, I went to the audition. We were all asked to show up in our bikinis, and it was me and then what I would call the skinny model girls. Um, but they, they had us walk in into a semicircle in our bikinis, and they you know, basically checked us all out. And it was actually the second girl they picked. They wanted the athletic body. The girl that they picked first was a gymnast. Mm-hmm. So then uh, the casting director on that project actually said, you need to get an agent. And she pointed me in the right direction. Okay. And that ended up getting me on um, an NBC miniseries with Richard Dean Anderson, Jane Leaves. I think Benson was also on that. They were a lot of fun to work with. Um, another fun project was Hulk Hogan's Thunder Mixer. I had some guns on me, so uh, I demonstrated the product for an for infomercial. Hulk, for Hulk Hogan? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. What you doing, brother? Hulk Hogan. All right, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, he uh, had a product called the Thunder Mixer. Okay. It was kind of one of those little blender things where you push the button and it blended your protein shake. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's like the jack-o'-lane type of thing, but I'm, sh- I'm sure that uh, that probably doesn't exist anymore. But uh, it's, it's, yeah, go ahead, continue. I'm just chiming in as I need to. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> um, then after that, you know, I had a lot of fun little projects, this this and that, and um, was asked to do a series of uh, Thomas Lincoln Ford Mercury commercials, and it actually aired during the World Series when the Mariners were in the the running back in the good old days. And so every time they cut the commercial, there I was. And it kind of made me um, a mini celebrity in the Northwest because everybody knew that that was the Thomas Lincoln Mercury girl. But you're, you're from Seattle originally, right? Yes, I am. Seattle, Washington. Went to University of Washington. Go Huskies. Um, had a communications degree. Worked for the Sonics in public relations. Have a real sports-oriented background. Um, with my sport of choice was triathlon, and that led me around the world in some great opportunities, and I did that through about the age of 25. Triathlon. Yes. Wow. Ironman was was what my best event was, but I got, I did it all. Oh, you're scaring me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a tough sport. You know, I think in some ways it really set me up to um, be in this business, because this business is not easy. Right. It's you know, sharks. They are sharks. Oh, you have piranhas but, and you have piranhas and sharks, and then also you have little plankton. So, I want to be the beautiful sailfish. You, you know, I want to be above all of that, but um, you still have to deal with it. Um, so I don't know, Lewis. Where? What? What else should I? share with you where should i go well i I mean you you grew up in uh, seattle and you transported to denver right and uh when what why did you transport to denver um well i had actually met my ex-husband we're we're not together now but we met each other at a wedding reception up in seattle and it was a beautiful wedding and he and i met there and we started dating did you catch the bouquet as well? Uh, not at that one, but oh. you know how they say weddings <laughs> weddings are good luck for meeting somebody. Uh-huh. You know, that was true in this case. It was like love at first sight. And so we had this passionate long-distance romance between Denver and Seattle. Okay. And that ended up relocating me to Denver. Mm-hmm. Um. But I had, in the meantime, between college triathlon, um, I, I had started my first business, which was a coffee business called Hot Java Cafe, and I trademarked and incorporated and had opened about six of my own shops and four, helped 
four other people get their shops going, so 10 in about six years. And so when I knew I was leaving the Northwest, I sold that on a stock option purchase mm-hmm. and um, later invested that money into real estate in the Northwest and moved to Denver to be with him and travel. And um, we had a really great life together. And I was able to make myself available to do the acting and, and the modeling and that sort of thing. However, it was like about one quarter of what it was in the Northwest. So the opportunity was a lot less here. It's a different market. You have, you have the, it's like uh, comparing, uh, you know, um, I guess L.A. and uh, I don't know, just anywhere, uh, Idaho. <laughs> the different animals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, L.A. is definitely the mecca, but New York's right up there too. New York and, is the uh, mecca. Don't put New York down. New don't York's, put it down. Don't put it down. It has to be number one. But that, again, that's my personal opinion. Even though uh, I do the L.A. thing too. But go, go, go ahead. I'm just bugging you now. <laughs> no problem. I'm used to it. I'm used to it, Lewis. So I pretty much was able to take some time to travel and right. kind of figure out, okay, what do you want to do? And uh, I ended up going into uh, sports production again mm-hmm. with my background being what it was. Uh, and so I started working on the Champ Car events, which was our open wheel racing series. Okay. Tony George owned the league, or was had the Indy League, and Kevin Kalkoven had the Champ Car League. And then um, they ended up losing our Denver event. But, you know, I still went on to work on the Race of Champions, which was in Paris and the Baja 1000, which I was taking care of Patrick Dempsey and Paul Newman and some of the really cool, fun stars. They were really great to be around and just be normal, um, you know, environments and not have them be I don't know, elevated above you, so to speak. They just yeah. kind of were who they were, and you were who you were, and it was really great. It was fun. Um, but that went away, and so I kind of needed to find something that fit my lifestyle. Um, but, but, during, had, but during this time, you're still married, right? Uh, I had, well, yes, but I'm just getting a divorce, basically. Okay, so, so you're like in the middle, you're, you're separated, or whatever you're doing, you're trying to find yourself. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to be able to take care of my daughter and live a, a what I would, you know, I want a privileged life. Right. I want a privileged life where I get to treat myself and my daughter to life experiences that she's going to hold in her heart forever. Right. You know, and I've only got her for so many years before she goes on and has a life of her own, right? Yeah, I'm right so, on that. Right. So, that's kind of my goal, and I'm motivated to do that, and this agency came up for sale and you know I was still traveling to do the motorsports event only it was on contract we were mm-hmm. I wasn't on payroll anymore and um, but, but before we go into the, the agency and how you made that acquisition you know what, what's the deal with horses what's the deal with that I mean I mean I'm hearing things about you and horses yeah when I was a kid um, you know that was my deal I always wanted a horse since the day I knew what they were and my parents gave me my first horse at 11, but the deal was, they said, if, you, if we give this horse to you, you got to pay for it. So at 11, I had a paper route. And I used to do this paper route every day for three and a half years with the paper bags over my pony's back. Mm-hmm. And um, I made like 350 bucks a month. I was rolling in the dough. But you, so, you, know, but you know something? You know what your parents did? They, they set you on, they, the, on the right path be successful in your life. They, they made you go out and earn what you wanted. They did. I do not look at as a, that's nothing but a blessing. You're yeah. making a very good point, Lewis. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, I did that. We moved at 14. I went to go work for a trainer who thought I was a talented rider. We would travel to the different horse shows. I upgraded from my first horse to my second horse. Karen, I'm going to cut you off for one second. Uh, Just hold that thought because we have to take a quick break, and uh, we're going to be right back with Karen Lincoln after these messages. The odds of becoming a signed artist and having three number one albums? One in 100 million. The odds of going on to win six Grammy Awards? One in 1.4 million. And the odds of this performer having a child diagnosed with autism? One in 150. I'm Tony Braxton, 
and I encourage you to learn the signs of autism at AutismSpeaks.org. Autism Speaks, it's time to listen. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Be a part of Action Martial Arts Magazine's Hall of Honors Banquet January 8th, 9th, and 10th at the world-famous Tropicana Casino and Resort in Atlantic City, New Jersey, featuring over 30 celebrities, 24 free seminars, and just added a Kepo International Tournament. For further details, call Sifu Master Alan Goldberg at 718-856-8070. That number again is 718-856-8070. Hey guys, this is Tina Sugan. You're listening to the UCW Radio Show with Lou in your face. And now we're back with Karen Lincoln, and we were talking about horses. I'm uh, sorry to cut you off, Karen, before, but we had to take a little break. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, you were on your second horse, right? Right, working for the trainer, and we would travel all over to compete with the horses, but I was the groom. So uh, I took care of the horses when they traveled and they were away, as well as when we traveled to the different shows, I would take care of them um, feed them in the morning, evening, get them out, lunge them, exercise them, clean their stalls, you know, unload and load the uh, horse trailer, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, she started putting me on better horses, and I just fell in love with the whole competition um, around showing horses. We, I was into the breed show, so I showed Arabians. You know, Patrick Swayze was really big into that um, at the time. And... Uh, I just, that, having that in my youth, I really learned to work hard, and, you know, you're kind of taking care of something else besides yourself. It's really not about you, because you got to take care of the horse, and they're a lot of work. Um, so, that's where you're getting the horse thing. I wasn't able to really live out the childhood dream of it, so I picked it back up um, after my triathlon career, and had a young horse that I took to nationals as a four-year-old. They had an amateur fraternity program, and we won Region 5, which is the Northwest. It's the most competitive region. Mm-hmm. And I had to vet out. He was OCD. He had bone spurs in his hocks. It was devastating. So oh. we did major surgery. We had four vets on him, um, upside down, all the IVs, three vet techs. It was amazing. And that horse came back, and we requalified the next year and went to nationals, which is down in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Okay. And... Um, we won the region, a bunch of money. That's how I paid for getting down there. And then um, a gal that had a lot more money than me, she said, name your price, I want your horse. She's a better rider, and she took that horse to what we call the Grand Prix level. Right. And uh, I think I made the right decision because he was a career horse, and she was a better rider and had the money to finance his career. So um, of course, that course, was it, my... it does cost a lot of money to, to deal with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, I was probably, you know, I had the truck, the trailer, a couple horses, then you have them in training, then you got your actual fees for the showing, and then you got to get there. And then if something should happen to the horse, like what happened with your horse, it's very costly. It was um, about $10,000 for me to do the surgery on the horse, but I used the fraternity winnings to pay for it. Fortunately, it worked out. But still, it, as I'm saying, it's a costly thing uh, if the uh, the horse, God forbid, should get ill or something should happen to it. It's going to cost, it does cost someone a lot of money to, main, to maintain the, uh, the health of the horse. Absolutely. Okay. Very expensive. Okay, so then yep. you, you sold your horse, and I'm sure that it was a, 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 a decision that you had to take some time to, uh, to make. Because, um, I mean, I'm sure that you grew uh, close with your horse. Yes. Um, and it did, you know what? She uh, she offered me at Nationals, which was in November. And then it was like the beginning of January that I said, okay, this is my price. She flew up. They vetted the horse. They shipped him back, and they just wrote the check. And, and how, by how, the way, the horse, there was no guarantee that horse wasn't going to be lame. He was going to continue with continually have hawk problems but it's like an athlete you're always going to have an injury that you're dealing with and he mm-hmm. was good enough that they risked his ability to to buy him anyway okay well i'm, I'm sure so, i'm sure very that, interesting yeah it's very interesting but i'm sure that you know uh, you were wiping tears off your face for a few days after that <laughs> i did but yeah. she loved that horse she actually retired him he all he does now is babysit her colts no that that's He's nice babysit- I like that. I like yeah. that. It's not like they put the they put the horse out the pasture. They just you know uh, 
or they, uh, you know, because you hear stories, and I don't know too much about horses, but you do hear stories of what uh, does happen, but uh, it's good to hear that that horse is living uh, the rest of his life in a, in a good environment. That's positive stuff. Yeah, they lo- they loved him. She she loved him as much as I did. He was a special horse. He really was. Cool. Yeah. Now, now moving forward, uh, you uh, you went from everything that you were doing uh, from your triathlon. You were doing stuff, uh, uh, the other things that you were doing with the sports, uh, and now let's go to the agency. Now that that's the story that I'm interested in. I just wanted to touch touch on the horse thing because I know that what happened, you know, from your childhood until now, actually from your childhood anyway, gave you the basis to what you become in your life. And uh, you you having the horse and what your parents did actually set a foundation for you looking forward. Absolutely. Um, Building uh, building the first business of those coffee shops, I worked really, really hard. Um, You know, I made the front page of the business section. at one point, that was kind of a cool thing, and uh, that really prepared me. Seven years of real strong business um, in a very competitive field. Think about it: the Northwest in the coffee business—that's yeah. pretty competitive. Yeah. And um, but that experience, the people skills I gained, negotiating contracts, leases, um, doing that sort of thing—you know—I thought, well, there's nothing that this business is going to really throw at me that's going to. You know, I can't handle. So when the motorsports were kind of, I had to make a choice on that, the agency became available. And it was here in Denver for 22 years. It was actually owned by a fashion model from New York. She uh, worked in Europe for 10 years before retiring, and she retired here in Denver where she had met her, her husband that she's married to now. But she had the agency for about 22 years, and it was time to transition, and it was available. And so what I, kind of agency? What kind of agency was it at the time? It was a children's agency. Okay. And so I thought the nuts and bolts and everything that she had going were really solid, but she didn't have the marketing savvy, you know, some of the things that I came from in my background to really spruce it up and bring it into 2007 when I bought it. And so um, we made the transition, and she's one of my biggest fans. I love her. She's got a a great lady, um, and it's it's been a challenge. Uh, I kind of bought it under the radar, came in and did all the improvements that I needed to do, and then kind of came out on the scene. And I remember the first time that anybody knew that the agency was bought, it wasn't, you know, probably six months, maybe nine months. And uh, I went to this big social event here in Denver, and it was on a rooftop, and I walked in, and I looked good because it was going to be my first appearance. And one of the other agents ran over and said, oh, I'd really love to sign you with our agency. And it's the, it's a, a big agency here in Denver. And I said, oh, thank you. you know, I took it as a compliment. Um, I actually just bought the children's agency. Well, immediately her tone changed. She turns around and she marches me back to the other five from her agency and promptly introduces me with less enthusiasm than when she wanted to sign me. Mm-hmm. And after the introductions were done, this gentleman says, you see that wall over there? And I said, yeah. And he says, why don't you go jump off of it? What? <laughs> so, well, it what, was, what, like, I couldn't what, even say a word. Why would he say something like that to you? You know, I I think he's kind of, uh, he thought he was being funny, but the social timing of that was not appropriate. Can I say something? Can I say something about that? I don't know who the guy is, but I'm going to say that he was an idiot. (laughs) So, I mean, why why would you tell somebody to jump off a wall? I mean, mean, in a situation like that, I, I know that the agency business is cutthroat. You know, but what you're doing, you know, had nothing to do with what they with what they were doing. Well, I think any time you a, I'm an unknown. B, I'm you know attractive and confident. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I just he he was probably reading all these things, and and I'm a threat. Mm-hmm. And so, without knowing anything about me, he he wants to position himself, uh, and that was their method. So. I kind of excused myself from the situation. I think they were all embarrassed. 
But I kind of went, wow. So in the back of my mind, it's always been kind of a little motivation for me. Mm-hmm. But the best revenge in anything like that is just being successful and moving on and figuring out a different way of doing something rather than the same way that all of them are going to do things. Well, that, so, that makes a lot of sense because you, you do have agencies out there. I've said it before that un, unscrupulous, uh, and you're actually trying to build something, um, I, I guess, um, on a different level. Definitely. I, um, you know, obviously took it on, and there was, an, there was a lot of stuff I didn't know how to do, but it wasn't that I did, couldn't learn. And the lady that I bought the agency from took a lot of time training me. Uh, so, but really, it's it's a no-brainer. When you get it down, you're negotiating rates, and you know your your product is your people or your kids. Yeah, that's, that's so, the truth. Um, uh, Karen, I'm gonna interrupt you one more time because we have to take a quick break, and uh, we're gonna be right back again with Karen Lincoln. We're gonna talk about uh, uh, Marble's Talent Agency and the other projects she has going on, and we'll be right back after these messages. My name is Linda McMahon, and I'm running for the United States Senate. I'm not a career politician. I'm a businesswoman. I was the CEO of a successful company right here in Connecticut that's traded on the New York Stock Exchange. Success didn't come easy. When my husband and I started our business, we went bankrupt, and we were forced to start over without any bailouts from the government. We lost our home and couldn't get any credit, but we were able to rebuild with vision and hard work. I understand and share the frustration and fear of so many Americans that career politicians are hopelessly out of touch and taking our country in the wrong direction. That's why I'm running. It's time for the people of Connecticut to get their voice back. It's time for a fiscal conservative who won't be bought and paid for by special interests. It's time for a different kind of senator. I'm Linda McMahon, candidate for U.S. Senate, and I approve this message. Paid for and authorized by Linda McMahon for Senate 2010. Hey, this is Marcia Prince, IFBB Bikini Pro and Gasberry Nutrition Spokesmodel. And you are listening to the UCW Radio Show in your face. I'm 
it's all the same If I'm dead or alive It's all but nothing inside And we're back with Karen Lincoln of Marvel's Talent Agency, and uh, we were just, uh, I guess, sewing up um, what you were doing with uh, with the with Marvels. Um, we were just chatting about the acquisition and, and getting it kind of ship-shaped up. So I was able to do that. I did add an adult group of about 100 adults because a lot of our castings involve family castings. 80% of what we're doing in the Denver market is advertising. So demographically, you want to have the family. And uh, I rounded out the book there. They all go under my last name, Lincoln Talent. Um, so that's been kind of fun. And we, I, I, you know who Daisy De La Hoya is? Uh, She's from... Yeah, I, I know her. From Rock of Love with yeah. Brett Michaels. She's actually, she's from Denver. Okay. And um, I had her in my book. When she booked that thing, she had no experience. Mm -hmm. I mean, she had never done, she'd done acting classes. She hadn't booked the thing. And now she's got her own TV series. Yeah. Reality show. Yeah, so that's kind of a, a cool thing. Um... But, you know, the type of work that we're getting and the type of clients that are coming to Denver, 50% of them are coming in to shoot on location mm -hmm. um, to get our scenery and our backdrop. Colorado is just beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Right. Um, well, see, that's, that's pretty cool, Karen, because, and I'm just going to crank back, you, you, you came, you left Seattle, you, you started a business over there, you sold it, you moved to Denver, and, and actually, you, it was like the unknown situation for you, because even though you, you had a guy that you were going to marry over there, still, it's, it's like a, a life-altering situation, because it wasn't just about you. Absolutely, I had my little girl, and she was right. the main priority, so... That, that's what I'm saying, because we, we, we didn't address that earlier on, that you had a daughter... And making that transition is never easy. Yeah, I think I definitely, my timing was, was right uh, to buy it. And it's actually the type of business that I can manage my life, my work. And Taylor fits in beautifully. She has had some great opportunities to audition on projects. She's booked some great commercials. We went down to Texas for a role where she... She was going out for a lead in a major feature film, and they kept her on hold for two and a half weeks, which means that they wanted to use her. Oh, cool. And they ended up going a different direction. But the fact that she'd auditioned and been called back, and, you know, the casting director told us it was definitely worth our while. So we had a little mini success there. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that I can get her on something somewhere and uh, see what we can make happen. But I have a lot of really talented kids that work between L.A. and Denver. Um, we had one little boy that booked on a, a feature film that just went out called Cougar Hunting. Okay. He got the lead boy in one of these scenes. That was kind of exciting. Um, my daughter booked a Colorado tourism commercial. That was in September. Here. We've got a bunch of kids taping all the time, and it just depends on where the project is. It could be L.A., but with the studios and the state incentives, a lot of time we're taping for projects in New Mexico. Um, Louisiana's pretty big right now. Um, Michigan has a lot of film incentive going on. You know what I love about your story, Karen, is that you, you went in. Okay, and risky, even though you've done modeling and acting, you know, having a modeling agency is a different animal altogether. 
and you went in, oh, yeah, you went in there, you saw an opportunity, and you were thinking, okay, well, how am I going to support myself and my daughter? Well, more and more, let me let me switch that. How am I going to support my daughter? It wasn't about you. It was about how how are you going to take care of your kid? And, Absolutely. And, and you went there, and you you took over the agency. You turned it around, and uh, you're making uh, you're making waves all over the place. And then also you have uh, Lincoln Talent, which you're dealing with adults. So the long and short of it, you took virtually something that was almost nothing even though you acquired the agency but still it's like a reboot so it's like you know starting over and you took something that was virtually nothing and you made it into something that is still growing yes and yes a lot of hard work yeah but that's what I'm impressed of impressed about because it wasn't like someone said okay well here you go Karen and and uh, you, you, here goes everything on a silver platter and there goes your life you're fighting for everything you're getting yeah, it is. It's been a, it's been a struggle on one hand. Uh, you feel really good when your kids book, but you know these. I tell these parents all the time when they call and they're disappointed when their kids don't book. You know, I said you got one kid. I probably sent. It could be any project, but I sent forty kids on that, and I only got this many bookings, or maybe I didn't get any, mm-hmm. and I'm upset about it. You know, so um, I, I really it is competitive. You can't help but be there for every kid you're sending out and you know I've had my heart broke a couple times I've had deals taken away from me I've had people say things behind my back Uh, it really stirred the pot here at the beginning of the year when I was asked to be a casting director on a major feature film Um, they could have asked any agent in town and they didn't they asked me and they hired me and so the LA principal casting was done in LA and the local principal casting was done here in in Denver, and Karen called all the Denver agents, and they were really happy to hear from me. Um, and we booked that out, and then they gave me the extras casting on that movie, and that didn't go over real well with some people. Um, I just think that when you when you are doing a good job and people want to work with you, there's a sense of entitlement from people that have been doing it longer than you and you're the rookie and you're the new kid on the block. It's Mm -hmm. like they think you're stealing their cheese. So I've had a lot of uh, resistance from people who just aren't going to like me because of the success I've had. Well, I'm 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 going to quote something before you even continue. You ever watch the movie American Gangster? Yes. Okay. There was was a saying... Uh, what, um, I forget his name, but he was telling Denzel Washington, okay, and he told him, he said, you know, you have a choice. You can have a lot of friends and be unsuccessful, or you can be successful and have enemies. You you have to make a choice. And as you become successful, people, and and it's interesting, because I've seen it in my life, how jealousy... Uh, starts spawning up, and that's why your circle goes from being huge to being very small, only only by default because of how s- some people are, which is interesting to me. But I'm sure that you've dealt with that yourself. I think anytime you're successful, you're going to have just as many people that like you that don't like you. Mm-hmm. It's the balance of it. And so you just, it's your perception of how those people drive you. For example, the dude that said you can go jump off the wall, mm-hmm. you think in the back of my mind, I'm sitting here going, we'll see how this all plays out here in a few years after I'm not such a rookie. Um, and, you know, I have things to learn. I'm not perfect, but, you know, that's what we're here to do is transform and take our lives to another level. So I've kind of used that as a simple motivation in that sooner or later, Everything cycles and the tides turn, See. and there'll be but, opportunities. But I think that, a, well, I, I, well, I think a moron like that probably watches too much Entourage. That's what I think his problem was. Well, you know, it's kind <laughs> of like you, you you can't help but want to to have some justification, but it'll happen. You know, okay, it'll can, happen. And yeah, okay, continue with what you were saying, Karen. I'm sorry I interrupted you, but I gotta. Sometimes I just have to say what's on my mind before I forget. <laughs> I do that too, and, I, and then I forget what I'm, you know, I've already forgotten I was talking about just elevating yourself and kind of 
the sweet revenge is just being successful. So, you know, I have lots of people that don't like me. They don't like me because I have this friend or that friend or I've been picked to do this or that. Or, you know, you, you're you successful financially or, you know, you own the agency. You're not just a booker at an agency. Or, you know, you roll with these people or you roll with those people. Or you went here or you went there. You know, whatever it's going to be. And that's just life. That's just the way it is. And you get it at one level and you get to learn it all over on a new level. So I've just learned to accept that. And bottom line is I don't care. I like who I am. <laughs> I, I know who my friends are because they've been through it all with me and like me anyway. And, uh, you know, why put the energy out worrying about it? There's no need to. There's no need to. And I think that what you're doing with uh, with marbles and what you're doing with Lincoln Talent, uh, that you, you, know, you, have, you have something special there. And I know like I know most things, because I'm psychic, but I do know that uh, that you have you have we're all the talk later, Lewis. yeah we're gonna talk later. But you know we, we, you know you have all the ingredients uh, to make something very successful, and that's what you're doing, and that that's what's happening. You're building something where and you're showing and this is this is the, the big thing that I see, Karen, what you're doing, and this is your contribution to this planet. You ready? You are showing your daughter what you've done, and you are embedding these, uh, I guess, uh, you're embedding this stuff inside of her, so she becomes a better person in her life, and that's the greatest gift that you can give your kid. Absolutely. You are psychic, Lewis. I'm impressed. Yeah, check me out. Yeah, I'm going to get myself a little turban yeah. inside, the, going with the cards and the little crystal ball. Watch out. <laughs> She's cute. You see her picture too, isn't she? Just a little button. She, she she's adorable, and I and I think that <laughs> I think that what's going to wind up happening uh, with with you is that your agency is just going to blossom. It's going to continue to grow, uh, without a doubt. Now, uh, Karen, can you um, can you you know give us some information as far as you know? Because you may have people listening to the show that want to uh, maybe they want to sign up at your agency. What what do they have to do to sign up at your agency? Let's start with marbles. What does a parent need to do to uh, get their kid lined up with you guys? If they have a personality plus kid, because we don't want shy and reserved kids, and so those parents will know who they are. Personality plus, then they can just go to our website, which is modelingkids.com. And they can pop us an email or call us. All of our information is on there. And we'll share with how we prep the kids, bring them in, and get them out to audition. Okay. And, uh, and we represent 17 years down to 8 days old. 8 days old? That's a little guy. Yeah, we do a lot. Yep, a lot of babies. Pampers like um, really commercial. Great <laughs> <laughs> Carter's. We did Carter's last week. Babies are us. Baby Einstein, uh, Eddie Bauer, Coco Packs, uh, a lot of Australian companies for product lines. Okay. Um, so a lot of it's really geared towards, you know, what we need when we're babies. And, you know, you get those new parents, and they are buying those babies everything. Yeah, no, without a <laughs> doubt. Because everyone, you know, everyone wants their kids to have the best from, from birth. You know, uh, I know when I was a kid that you know you get you got what you got and that was it and you were lucky to get it. <laughs> Not kids yeah, nowadays. Yeah. You know, my a, pet parents were like, "Go buy it. You got the money." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and then and you actually you did and look at you now, and you, you're soaring. You're soaring, and your your main priority in your life is your daughter, and I think that uh, you're doing an amazing job with stuff. You know, and I think. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome, but this this is the truth. You know, I I've met you in person, so I know, you know, the type of person you are. That's why you know you are on the UCW radio show. You know, uh, for the most part, anyone that comes on here, I do uh, speak to uh, off the show, and I know them a little better than than most, which is always a good thing. Uh, now, what about the uh, the Lincoln talent? That's for your adults. What do you do with that? How do people? Uh, kind of line up with you on that one um that is uh www.lincolntalent.com okay and what do you how do, and how the do same they... thing there's just they're gonna they're gonna contact me it actually okay. if they write an email it comes right in my inbox then what happens is they do a photo submit and resume mm -hmm. from the work history that they have and they'll either be somebody that i need in my book or they won't be 
but if there's somebody I think I might be able to use, uh, I, you know, we can chat about, you know, what our options are. So I don't carry too many adults. I really need more of a family demographic to round out who's coming for the kids so that we can get the moms and dads and, and family members. Okay. But it's been it's been a good run. We've booked some good commercials and lots of film work this year. So I'm going to keep at it. And Karen, can I ask you a question just on the talent agency front? Because, and I, and I did ask this question of a few people that we've had on the show, but I know, look, if I, and not that I go to a mall often, but when I do go, sometimes you're walking through the mall and you see people out there and they're saying, oh, well, you, you ever think about being a model? You ever think about doing this? Have you think about doing that? And they're out there soliciting. And what they wind up doing, that they, they wind up wanting to charge these people to actually join their agency. Well, what's your opinion on that? Well, there's two ways to look at that. Now, schools are schools, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of that. That's the John Robert Powers, and that's the Barbizon. Agencies always battle that. Um, and usually what happens is they'll go coach for that. They'll pay their five or $10,000, whatever number it is that they pay from the school, and they still don't have an agent. So they end up coming to us. But the bottom line is an agent, you want to really know what your talent is. The adults, I sign them. They have to audition with me. I'm looking at their resumes. They're either what I want or not, so they get in. With the kids, kids are different. Now, we coach our kids. We want them to feel good. This is not a fun business. Mm -hmm. If the kids are mishandled, they can get their little spirits crushed, and you don't want that to happen. You don't want them going out on an audition and not getting a job and not understanding. You did. A, you want them to know they did a great job and that they just weren't right for the role. But a lot of things can happen, and perception is everything, and kids can really be turned off quickly from this work. So one of the things that we're doing is we're coaching specific to what our clients are coming in and booking. Okay. And it's not expensive. It would be like if you went and hired a private coach, but the coaches are in-house and they're all rated. That, that way we know what their ability is. And then they go out in the audition. They get their head cards. Um, but I think it's necessary for kids because you don't put a kid on the soccer field unless you train them to play soccer. Mm -hmm. You don't put a kid in the pool unless you've trained them to swim. You don't put a kid on a horse unless you've coached them how to ride a horse. Right. And all of that costs money. So fair exchange comes into, you know, what's it worth for you to put your kid in the business the right way? Because I think it's ridiculous when people say, oh yeah, we'll sign your kid. They get out there on these auditions, they don't even know how to handle themselves. So it's a little more hand-holding at our agency, and after 24 years, it's worked really well. Clients know exactly what they're getting. Parents have professional protocol down. You know, we don't want stage moms. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'll get that request from clients specifically. Does that make sense? But, but now, the, the, the big thing that, that I see with that is that you actually take a personal interest with all, all your clients. Absolutely, and and that's mm -hmm. and that's important, especially with kids. And you you hit the nail on the head with that, because I've seen kids that go out to auditions, and all of a sudden, you know, uh, they're not they're not getting something. They're not getting a part. They don't understand why, and they do uh, become jaded, and they do become very upset, and they can become angry as to why they didn't get X Y Z role. So you actually groom them so they can they can get set to probably. Be a, have a better shot at getting a role that's geared towards them as opposed to going out for a role that has that's not right for them. If you want to take up the lifelong work of personal growth, you try you work to be an actor. You know, they, the kids will learn very early on what it's going to take to be successful in the world. I mean, all the things that we're working on on presentation and. and the subjective impressions that we're leaving when we when we come and go from an audition and how we execute what we're asked to do is learned at a young age. So these kids then take that into the classroom. They take that around their friends. They're much more at adults. Um, we see it all over in their lives. Um, if I'd have had that when I was a 10-year-old, I'd look at how confident my daughter is. It's just how she can shine in any group, and she loves to be the comedian. I didn't have that. That developed a little hater for me. Mm -hmm. um, and, I, and I have a lot of kids like that in the agency. I just love that. 
that's where we know the kids are in the right place, you know? Well, I, th I think that you're doing a, a marvelous, marvelous job, as I said, and how you're handling the kids is important. Uh, I think you, you, what you're doing in Denver is going to shock them. And you know, just going back to that guy that left that comment, and you know, see, see, I'm going to keep harping on that on that because I think really think he is a moron. So if if, you, if you're listening to this show, uh, I I think you're a moron, and actually he should uh, uh, send you a written apology. How do you like them apples? Uh, well, I the, like that. At the very least, but see a guy like that. You know, uh, being being in uh, Hollywood, being in this uh, in the agency of business and things like that is not easy. It's cutthroat, and uh, you know maybe uh, he, was, uh, he was he had to be intimidated by you, which is okay. But uh, Karen, I, I want to thank you for coming on the UCW radio show and telling us your story, talking about your journey. Uh, I think that the people that are listening to this show are going to be inspired but by how you how you grew and how you're still growing not only as a person but in your business and what you're doing uh, and, and Hollywood because that, that's basically what you're doing you're dealing with commercials but you're also dealing with movies TV things of that nature and uh, your business is just gonna blossom as I said earlier because uh, this is the way you're, you're you've laid the foundation for it to grow and I think you're doing a, a fantastic job Thank you, Lewis. You are Thank so you welcome. Thank you very much. And I want to have you on from time to time, I think, and you can give us some insight to what's going on on the agency front and as things develop, because I think our listeners would find that interesting. And uh, I think I think you would have fun being on my show from time to time. Absolutely. I think we have some pretty fun conversations. Yeah, we do. We do. I think we talk too much, but that's okay. <laughs> That's okay, Karen. But, okay. But, but listen, I know you have a big meeting to get to, and I, I want to wish you luck with that. Uh, but we will have you back on. And again, to our listeners, there is Karen Lincoln uh, with the Marvel's Talent Agency, also uh, with uh, Lincoln Talent. And, uh, and again, give, give those websites one more time, Karen. Uh, modelingkids.com for the kids and lincolntalent.com for the adults. There you go. There you go. All right, and that's it for this segment of the UCW Radio Show. And we're going to leave you with music from former Pussycat Doll and a friend of the UCW Radio Show, Kaya Jones.
Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you.